You didn't bring him here just to roast him on mic, right? No, no, okay, quite the opposite. The con- <laughs> oh, the okay, good. It's fire. It's okay. Quite the, quite the opposite. <laughs> this um, what are you drinking? It's uh, why, why don't I have cold, cold brew Jameson? Oh, I heard about that. Uh, it's pretty fun? good. I'll get you some later. Mm-hmm. Huh. Hello, welcome to Beer and a Movie, the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies. Sometimes achieving outstanding pairings and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I'm Carlos Cooper, with me as always. Dave Gurney. And Joe Hillier. And we have a special guest today, the triumphant return, I think our first return guest. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Tales are told far and wide of this man and he has gone on record in the past recently to me maybe not publicly saying Scorsese's right Marvel movies are not cinema I agree they are all the same film I agree I totally agree here to back me up is Josh Gillian (laughs) this is the real reason you want this is why I brought him okay I can get down with that that's (laughs) totally that's totally what I think hey thanks for having me back again man (laughs) yeah Uh, I listen pretty religiously at work um Inside Lewin Davis was one of the ones I caught up on Nice. Recently, other than I mean, I listened to the David Lynch one today. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I was uh, excited about that. Yeah. One. No, Marvel movies are pretty much all the same. Yeah. And I think uh, Scorsese got a lot of flack for that. And I, the most, the most touching moment I know he already talked about the Oscars was the moment that the whole crowd, the whole place stood up for Scorsese at the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it was like everybody kind of being like, "We don't care that you said that," because that, <laughs> like, nowadays something like that could really keep somebody. From being, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Scorsese yeah. though. As yeah. much as I dis, I mean, I do disagree with the comment, but I have lost no respect for Martin Scorsese. Yeah. I do see him a little bit more as a get off my lawn old man <laughs> character, but one whose lawn is well manicured, and I, That's, you know, I want to give him the opportunity to keep his lawn. <laughs> I would even shoo away kids occasionally, be like, "Oh, come on, get, let Mr. Scorsese have his grass," and it's yeah. okay. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I sympathize I with him because I... Well, I know you agree with that. I mean, you, you feel like... Even even from the get-off-my-lawn perspective or whatever, mm-hmm. like, I've been I've been that person since I was very young. The problem is you can't, you can't, uh, you can't prescribe taste, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, true. you can't force the general public. Yeah, but you can, you can describe cinema, and that's all that Martin Scorsese did. And I imagine that today's discussion, we might even talk about the difference between cinema and mainstream film. Cinema and movies. Well, yeah, but you're acting like these are mutually exclusive categories. Not mutually in, in exclusive, in a, but there's in a, a line in a in transparent way. It's subjective. Cin- to cinema everybody. and movies, Carlos. Yeah, exactly. That's cinema all we do. And movies. There's a but differentiation. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say. <laughs> I wouldn't say. Did you see Thor two? That fantastic work of cinema. Cinema. No, but Nobody you might say that. Thor Ragnarok was an impressively made you comedy. Got, you got a point, but because it's Taika. But yeah. I mean, even in in a sense, that's. Still runs by like a template that that they're all done on. That's what we have here today, which you just heard me open, is from Foundation Brewing Company. It's, In honor uh, of uh, Martin Scorsese, it's a can of Geritol. We're gonna uh, uh, based on his age, I would think it'd be like um, what's uh, it's like chocolate milk, insure. but it's not chocolate milk. Insure. Um, <laughs> Maltine or something like oh, that. Oh, Ovaltine. 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 Oh, he's retained like, that from. Well, it's just the, the oldest drink that I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Storms of Saturn. This is from Foundation Brewing. It is brewed with Apollo, uh, cannot Cryo, and Galaxy Hops. And the bonus, because it has, it says literally bonus, it has lactose. 
So I guess that makes it a milkshake double IPA. But they're not calling it that. They're not calling it that, though. No. Because uh, that would make them... Um, Where are they out of? The Joker. Foundation the we have had. We have so had them before. This isn't a new brewery to us. They're out of Portland. Yeah, Portland, Maine. Yes. But I, but I actually got this uh, not directly from any Portland connection. I got it through my, you know, the mail order service oh, that I do. Sh- yeah, I'm not naming it. Don't, don't give the plus. All right, I'm super excited to talk about this. <laughs> right video. Until they start paying us. Well, yeah. So, so mm. people are ooing and aahing already. Okay, good. I mean, I can smell it. Yeah. It's like on the table in front of me, and I can smell it from Lovely. just standing here. Yeah. So there, uh, there have been some news items. Before yeah. we, you know, we'll sip on this. You're don't right. want to get too right. far into it right, right. away. So You're right. My anticipation's killing me on this one. Yeah. Well, I can one, see it. One piece I, I had to send out as soon as I saw it uh, to, to my beer and a movie uh, co-host here. And I especially warned uh, co-host Carlos that he might want to strap his pampers on when he read it. <laughs> I think maybe I said sit down. But here I'm going to say strap you your pampers down, on. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it lived up to what I thought it was going to deliver in terms of uh, shock value, right? Or, or I guess, uh, excitement. Excitement, yeah, yeah. I would say so. Um, and, th- and that is the Safdie brothers, the uh-huh. much-celebrated Safdie brothers, coming off their huge win with the uh, Uncut Gems film. Award, yeah. huge, right, Independent Spirit Awards, but I'm talking about box office, too. Oh, it yeah. has made serious profit for them. Yeah. They're starting to be able to write their own ticket, and what do they do? They write themselves a deal with Showtime, along with Nathan Fielder of Nathan For You fame, yeah. um, with Benny and Nathan set to star in this series that, um, well, we'll see. I mean, a lot of these things get picked up on spec and it's not necessarily, yeah. you know, I don't want to get, but God, as hot as they are right now, yep. Showtime would be stupid I think yeah, not to put do, this on they, air. They're in that place where they can do whatever they want. It seems like extent. it, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uncut Gems, episode 70. Go check that out. Mm-hmm. Oh man, fantastic movie! On right, right on the spot with the episode number. <laughs> he's he's good usually. Yeah, yeah. no, we that's he, he's our numbers guy. We were this is how Joe wins. Organization. <laughs> I, have, I have put all of the Softy Brothers older films on my Netflix DVD in the mail queue. Mm-hmm. I love that you still have that. Oh fucking yeah! I, I was literally just talking to. Yeah, I've got two DVDs at my house right now. I've I was got talking to somebody about this. Um, the one, uh, the new Alma Vidal film, Pain and Glory. So I've got that at home, and then I've also got um, your film that, that you shocked Carlos and I with. A film we had not watched on the podcast. It was in your top five, The Souvenir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah So, yeah, yeah, I've got both of those at home. Right now, I can watch them at my leisure. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I had it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then I think I kept a DVD for like a year. And I was like, I don't need to pay for this anymore. Yeah. Um, but it would be nice to have. There is so much stuff. The guy that directed The Favorites. Uh, no, sorry. The Favorite. Uh, yeah. Yodro, uh, funny Yor- name. Uh, Yorgos. Yeah. Yorgos. Oh, Yorgos Lantimos. All of his Lantimos. films are on my queue. Yeah, and I have Killing of a Sacred Deer if you want it. No, it's, oh, I, I, that's on Amazon. Oh, okay, and um, then uh, another uh, uh, bought it at a pawn shop for a dollar. Another director that we looked at on here that I can't remember, but uh, the director that we intend on talking about today, all of his stuffs on my oh, yeah. <laughs> on the list now too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a journey. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Is, there you go. Yeah. yeah, this is a journey episode. It is a journney episode. Right. So you're looking. But, for, we're looking forward to that Showtime series. Yeah, and uh, just have to talk about the bat suit. Oh, very right. quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it looked great. Uh, well, you I appreciated the form. That I didn't it was have any expectations for yeah. the Pattinson Batman situation. Uh-huh. Um, 
And I liked well, it. You, I thought, I thought you he expected good things. What do you? You've been no, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, I like the, I liked the casting, and I thought it was like a pretty good idea. Okay. I like Pattinson as an actor, so mm-hmm. him being cast in anything but is going, usually good. But going from Lighthouse and Good Time, like I mm-hmm. can't see Batman, but I wasn't mad at it. Mm-hmm. I think same way you're saying, like, don't we'll know what to expect. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was in high school and Heath Ledger got cast as Joker, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, I was like, that's fucking stupid. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you tore this down the Heath Ledger poster from your bedroom wall, yes. and you were like, I don't like you anymore. My Knight's Tale poster came straight down. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, nope, you're going to ruin one of my favorite things. You're coming off my wall. And then that was really good. Yeah. And so, Cathartic. you know, when the Anne Hathaway Catwoman came yeah. out, and the Tom Hardy Bane, and even the Ben Affleck Batman, although every time a casting has been made since then every leto joker fuck jared leto uh, every time those things have happened each each time people will ask me you know so what do you think you, like yeah, fuck yeah, this yeah. this looks stupid whatever and i'll be like you know what i made the mistake of criticizing of nolan heath for ledger, heath ledger yeah. that decision and i will never make the same mistake again mm-hmm. i will reserve all judgment until I see the thing. Because you never only, know. Mm-hmm. If only we could convince you to do the same thing with Adam Driver. If only. Oh, I man, I'm on that side. I, know. I love Adam Driver. <laughs> Josh is big, going both ways this yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Adam Driver fan. Yeah, Hell yeah. Uh, see, there's a, there's a reason we... Josh understands the, the, the middle ground here. He knows. I mean, when I, I first saw him in Girls, and it was like a super awkward yeah. sex scene, and I was just sold on him. See, I, hate I think he's the same person... From girls and everything he's ever done since then. I mean, that's Just not too same, far off, but I love character. it. But I it's think, a good. I uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good speed, and I and it's yeah. useful for a lot of different characters. With, with the bat suit, the only thing is, I was scrolling and I literally got excited because I thought Daredevil was coming because back. it was red. <laughs> yeah. But I've heard people from both sides talk about that, and I've I've, I've seen the Daredevil comparison. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. I thought I thought it looks. He looks better in it than one would expect because he's kind of like a skinnier guy. Yeah. Uh, and I think so far, I mean, good start. Well, like, it's what, I'm definitely it, not mad. Is it Matthew it. Vaughn? Matt Reeves. Matt is Reeves. Name? Oh, I don't. Know. I don't know. I, I don't remember I, what the director. Yeah, name but is. I like it's this Matt notion of going into these things Matt optimistically Reeves. rather than knee-jerk pessimistically. There's too much of that in the world already. Just, just mm. let, let's shit well, yeah. on every new thing because yeah. it's well, no, not but, in but some casting. expectation. That oh yeah, we've he did got. the Dawn and the War of the Planets. Okay. Well, no, but, oh, but yeah. okay. Pattinson though has been in two of our favorite films of this year that we talked about again and again, and yeah. that's uh, High Life, of high course, life and, and the Oh and my I did God, High Life. Time. Yeah, yeah, and he's and getting set to do another one with Claire Denis. Yeah. See, yeah. the dude, he's staying true to principles. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, even I have a feeling this Batman's going to be. Closer to a Christian Bale take mm-hmm. on Batman than it anything just, else. Although I hope they in, inject something unique into it. It would be sad yeah. if it was just a retread of the well, Nolan yeah. Dark Knight stuff. I feel like at the point that Patton, you know, Pattinson is showing us he's at a point in his career where he's doing stuff that he likes and believes in. And so for him to be attached to the project, there has to be something at least at a conceptual level getting him to agree to do it yeah. whether they execute it well or well, not is another thing entirely but like man's has twilight money like he doesn't mm-hmm. need to do people anything still else use for money that. you people know people still try to dog on him on the comments about twilight and it's like yeah. dude that was forever ago have and, you seen and he's still getting paid like yeah. that's how he yeah. can do whatever he wants to do you well know? and that's what i mean even if, even if batman is that choice for him too like it's another paycheck yeah. you know something that he can use to fund these more passion projects that he has like that he i don't know it, i mean you know? I, I agree but even if it was i wouldn't hold it against him high life i, I mean i 
Episode 45. Episode 45. <laughs> I mean, it could be both with Batman because he could really love the project, but also he's making fucking bank. I'm money. sure he is making a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, like, he's yeah. getting paid. But he's working with Paul Dano as um, I think Paul Dano's going to be the Riddler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'll be good. Then, Paul uh, Dano's good. Fucking Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell is the penguin. That didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah. But Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. Sign me Thank the you. fuck up. Oh, like, that's right. She I, is. Yeah, I'll watch she's anything with she's, her. She's tried the suit on already and everything. Like, she's great. Yeah, I love her. New High Fidelity series. Everyone go. Yeah, watch I it. gotta watch it. It's uh, pretty good. All right, uh, we we got to get into this we episode. Got to, yeah. We got a lot. To, I mean, like this isn't even. I feel like we're gonna go five hours with this fucker. This well, is I, not. It's seventeen. Okay. Yeah, seventeen <laughs> hours. Well, allow me to start by saying that I believe that we've uh, that this episode marks a potential evolutionary shift. Because this episode was born with the idea that we were chasing two new releases to record two episodes this evening. Yeah. yeah. We had settled on, we could be sitting here talking about Fantasy Island. Yes. Which we are not. <laughs> which, I'm, like, I haven't seen. Yeah, and I'm not judging it. Looks, it. it looks interesting. I'm just saying, it's we getting could, horrible reviews. We could be yeah, sitting well, here judging, fa- uh, sorry, reviewing Fantasy Island. I was Island. that close to seeing it. Yeah. It, it was a thought. Yeah, I, I would still. I'll, I'll catch I mean, it on I'm Netflix. Curious. Yeah, I'll catch it. On and then Netflix someone sure. reached out on Facebook. Someone reached out on Facebook. Let's. I did. I have mentioned it before, though. When did you mention it? I mean, I it it didn't seem like quite out of nowhere, though. It isn't like you've been badgering us. With no, this I haven't idea. been badgering. But after, I think it was after the Lynch episode. We were talking about what we were going to do, and I was like, we could do another like throwback episode. Yeah. Like, I'd love okay. to, I'd love right. to see some Jodorowsky movies yeah. or some. Yodorowsky there, movies. There we I've go. Been, We've okay. We're, we're into it. it. Yeah, um, yeah. And and then Josh, uh, our current guest, with no connection. That no you connection. Didn't, you I didn't hadn't tell spoken Josh about it. Though. Not that we no, know it, of. It, it just he posted. Oh, right. he, he posted something, and I was like, oh yeah, I've been trying to get us to do a Yodorowsky. What was the episode. post? Well, it was it, it was, was a El frame Topo. from Holy Mountain. Oh, yeah. Holy Mountain. Yeah, Sorry, it was a frame. It was. It was a frame from it, and and then me and Josh went back and forth a couple times, and then it came up like. David was like, "Have any of y'all watched these movies yet?" And, I've watched Fantasy Island, and yeah, we hadn't. And well, so then we pivoted. Well, if you remember, you you replied to Josh's post saying that I've been trying to get yeah. these guys to do one, like he's been working yeah, us yeah, on this. I've I I mentioned it, it once. I okay. brought it up, but then I replied with the GIF of yes. Will Ferrell. Bring it on! Come yeah. on! Bring yeah. it on! And I meant it. So then I yeah on the so on we the shifted chat. to we shifted. another director because I mean we don't have to chase new releases and this no. early quarter of the year not a great time for new not releases. a great time for new releases uh, when, especially when, when right you're talking after cinema the, especially right after the Oscars they're just like sure dumping yeah. crap yeah uh, mm-hmm. getting but, parasite so, some more money which is cool yeah. that's another story right oh, there that, like, that, yeah, that that's is. cool that that's actually picked up at the box office and they're yeah. saying nice indication that in the future if if the academy awards films that are those kind of films that will really benefit from it they'll be able to have like this afterlife after the awards which may not be the right reasons but it could mean that more interesting films might get the best picture in the yeah. future but for smaller films there's typically already i mean there is an oscar bounce it's just nice that it's going to well but, to, it's to, to but the problem is is when it's yeah. something that like you know 1917 if it had won i bet a few more people would have seen it but yeah it was already a film that anybody who's into like huh. prestige oh, no. war films yeah. has seen yeah, yeah however a foreign film off the bat foreign yeah. language film is already the audience is cut down to yeah. the bone yeah 
if you, win, if you give an award and this being the first one, people are curious. People sure. are like, ooh, I got to see this. Sure. And yeah. the fact yeah. that the movie was already out on Blu-ray and they still, people still went yeah. and saw it yeah. in yeah. theaters. Whew. Yeah, for sure. Please, people, come around. You got to see I think, these I think that theaters. is something. All you got to do is overcome that one internal. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of. And in the theater, it's like a you know foot hurdle. Yeah, that's good. So we are talking about another foreign language movie. This is Alejandro Jodorowsky's Holy Mountain. Right, the and, and, and later in the podcast, we're going to talk about Jodorowsky in general, but we well, wanted to pick a film. Specifically Dune, though. The well, documentary well, yes, about Yes, but, yeah. but that'll allow us to talk yeah. about it. I mean, it's about his career and I feel that like project. you can't talk about his movies without talking about him. Yeah. 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 I think that's yeah, what yeah, David yeah. saying. And, yeah, for sure. And before we get like super, super deep into it, yes, we understand that he is a slightly problematic figure and that he has said some problematic things in the past and nobody is, that says anything positive about his films is saying it was okay for him to say certain things that he said. Like, let's, he, he's let's even just gone get, back on he, himself. He's, he's yeah. gone back. Well, let's, cause I've, I've before, cause I just have because, because of this podcast started to dive into his work. And in the past I've, said things to people like, oh yeah, like I've always heard great things about El Topo and you know, that kind of stuff. And I've just never seen him and they're always like, oh man, El Topo, he said this and like he mm. did this and whatever. And everyone always, a lot of people tend to have this kind of knee jerk, like fuck that guy reaction or whatever. Um, but you know, we get it, but like, you know, come on, like the art is the art, you know? Uh, well, and Holy Mountain is my entree. And Holy Mountain's fucking nuts it's, i'm now, very excited for what joe for has what to say, say about holy Mountain. before we get super far into it i just want to say that like so i've been wanting to see this movie for a long time um i've heard a lot of good things about it i've seen all the screenshots of the guys in the big hats and whatnot mm-hmm. the rainbow those, like yeah the, those beautiful you know paintings basically yeah mm-hmm. huge set pieces and you know i'm a big fan of sleep so like yep. sleep's holy mountain and stuff like that and so i've always known that this was a movie that I needed to see, right? But I've never felt, I've always heard so many crazy things about it and like the experience you have while watching it that it's not a casual watch, you know what I mean? So I haven't seen it. But one thing I will say is that when I started watching this, it reminded me a lot of the Matthew McConaughey, because this is a journey (laughs) film, right? Uh So it, it reminded me a lot of the classic Matthew McConaughey journey film, 2008's Sahara. <laughs> oh For those of God. you at home, Carlos has what a whole, whole prop. We had a great bag. He is uh, uh, was wearing fantastic. a baseball cap and has slipped into his Sahara baseball cap. Yes, it has the release He's, date on it, April eighth or April fifth. Film we're going to have to discuss. Like when, ready when for the ride. That? I have no idea, man. <laughs> you don't know when you got it. Josh found it at the store on Monday. Oh, and he was and he other was, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah but other. the other Josh Jillian found yeah, it at the store on Monday, and he, and, I, and it had to have been because my parents moved recently, and my dad was clearing out a bunch of stuff, and I took a bunch of hats that he was going to throw away. Because some of them were like like a Fender hat or like an RCA Records hat right. because he like worked in radio. Sure. And I sold a few of them on eBay. But then there were some other ones that I didn't that were just like in some tub in the back of the store. And I guess Josh was like straightening stuff out and he found this. And he said, did you know you had this? And I was like, no. And he was like, man, I haven't heard a Sahara reference in a while. And I was like, <laughs> I was like boy, you just wait. You just wait. If I could start off or introduce the film in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please. Yeah. Not introduce it, but the st- story of how I first saw it. If you pull oh, a okay. hat out. Sure, yeah. I was, I and it's would. real quick, went to a party, got really drunk. We need, we other need things were happening. 
somebody put that movie on and I watched the whole thing and forgot about the party and it's the weirdest <laughs> environment to watch that movie. Sure, uh, yeah. Uh, so right away, that was like my first experience. It took me another year after that to actually finish it and go through it again. Yeah. Yeah. I just, to me, that's like the weirdest way to watch that movie of all movies. Oh, yeah. But also, Ooh. I don't know if you've ever tried to watch it drunk or on anything. It's, no. It's an experience. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> I watched no. it for the first time two nights ago. Uh, Same. My first... My first entree into this director. Yeah. And I'll talk about this director. But David, I'm going to please point to you to get us deeper into this conversation. Can you synopsize it? Synopsize. If anyone yeah. is fit to synopsize Yeah, come on, David. Synopsize wow. this film. I, it's not going to be hard to do a, all. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> no, I was actually trying to synopsize it for my daughter tonight. Uh, oh, she really? Was asking, yeah, because she knew I was coming to record. And she's like, what are you going to be talking about? And I told her, well, this new movie... Um, but then we're we're going to do an episode on an older film called Holy Mountain. She's like, "What's Holy Mountain about?" And I, I said, "Well, it's about a guy. She's she she's ten now, but 10 yes, now, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's about a guy who you just kind of discover in the desert, no real explanation what's going on. He looks a bit like Jesus Christ. He wanders into a town along with a limbless, uh, small person, little you person. You said all this, story? Yeah." And they begin to try to make money. It doesn't quite go well. There's some uh, people who cast a, a, a sort of form of him and turn it into a sort of uh, crucifix-like figure that they're obviously going to be selling. And he gets pissed off and he starts breaking them up. I didn't say pissed off. I think I said angry. <laughs> and, uh, and then, but then, you know, a little after that, he happens to see some gold drop from this ridiculously tall tower. And so he decides to climb the tower. He goes in there and he meets the alchemist who makes the gold. And then he poops in a bowl. And, <laughs> and the man makes the poop into gold to kind of prove that he can do it. And then he says, you know, I can turn you into gold. And he sets him on a journey with seven other people in order to turn himself into gold, self-actualize, attain enlightenment. And yeah. so it's a spiritual journey film with this character that's never quite named, although he is referred to as a thief at some point. Yeah, that's what yeah. he's... That's a pretty good job. The, the line... What, what did she think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, even trying to synopsize it, that I feel like I wasn't quite doing it justice, but no. it's, it's it, a spiritual journey film, which all of his early films yeah. pretty much are. I mean... I guess all of his there, films in some sense. There's there's a lot of emphasis placed on like specifically the crafting of a soul. Yeah. And of there's all, of attaining some kind of higher consciousness or right. like more self-actualization. Right. And exposing the ills of the world. Yeah. Exposing the vices of the world, exposing the false uh, you know, fronts, the Removing idolatry. The veneer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, very fascinated with organized religion, yeah. satirizing it certainly, yeah. so it or, like it was, it or was, directly attacking it, yeah. Yeah. but also playing into certain themes of it. I yeah. felt like you know, using things to his advantage for the storytelling, no doubt. Yodorowsky kind of uh, diving into all religions and putting what he sees out there. The whole thing of like God for sale, or yeah, God for sale, like with the statues and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't because I think he's very spiritual, and I think he may not subscribe to one religion, but he loves all of it. He's right. Like I, I think it. he's I, I at least what I take, especially in the Holy Mountain, but it but it's there in some of his other films too, is that he is a critic of those who want to take spirituality and define it in such a way that allows them to profit from yes. it. He's yeah. I mean, he's yeah. very anti-money, anti-capitalism, anti-financial anti yeah. anti well, system. He's kind of an anarchist, he, isn't he? Th that's as close to any political belief system that I think he's ever espoused. Yeah. 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 yeah the Definitely, like, 
between this and El Topo, like that earlier era where he's first starting to like really gain some notoriety, the films just start. Like that's something yeah. that I found like very interesting. Right, because there's, there's there's a ritual that happens at the beginning of this film that has yeah. no direct that's connection to anything else. Well, yeah, in a sense, it's it's representing taking like taking off the veil just removing okay everything because right. he right. kind of wipes them clean and they, they yeah. kind of have like shaves a their heads kind uh-huh. of feel yeah. he literally pulls like their fake nails off right. and yeah wipes their face of the makeup it's kind of uh-huh. like maybe it's like a proof it's just like telling you like just get rid of everything and well that's lose, uh, absolutely yeah. Yeah. This it's, it's a statement for yeah. sure yeah but you these characters aren't characters that you're going to yeah. see in the film no. they aren't no. things that yeah yeah and, but, and but, the, but the final scene of the film which i don't think we should discuss quite yet though but acknowledges that the beginning of the film, the scene that you're referring to, the scene mm-hmm. that you're interpreting, is artifice. Uh, wouldn't you think? Or, or am I thinking too linearly? Am I thinking I, maybe too I think linearly. because the film is a surreal, surreal. Yeah, I don't think journey. It's, it's and hard. Surreal piece of art. It's hard not to talk about what the ending is in that in that aspect of. Yeah, why don't we just... That, we're, yeah. we're a spoiler okay. podcast. Hold on, hold on. But it's not, a good question. You're not ready? No, I, I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. Um, so, I brought that up, though, because for such a... I mean, you know, I, I guess there's two different approaches to making a movie as challenging as this one is. Either, like, easing people into it, or just, like, starting, seeing some, like, stuff you've never seen before, and then just going from there, which is the approach he takes, which, like makes a lot of sense for who he is as a person, you know, uh, which, you know, like you guys said, it's going to be hard not to talk about him specifically because he is a very specific kind of person. But so like that happens and you're like, okay. And then the next thing you see is a guy who's got like, you know, flies all over his face and is like urinating himself or whatever. And it, it's like, it starts off so intense and you, there's a huge period of time where you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is... Yeah. Wait, did that end for you at some point? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it didn't... Repeat watches is where that, that well, goes away. I, yeah, I, I, it, yeah. I agree. I, it I, I imagine. Well, but even... It I, didn't I, I imagine. No, it let me just say, it, it, the, the tone of it will... <laughs> the, <laughs> the tenor of that will change because initially it's just, what is this? What, yeah. Where is this going? What? How is this connected to that? Wait, how did we get here? You know, that kind yeah. of thing. There's even once you get it, though, even once you get those patterns down, it's still out out there dream oh, yeah. logic yeah. surrealist yeah. oh yeah it's filmmaking. crazy and it's also not an adapted work it's not no. like he took some other work and raped it if you will which we might talk about in yeah. the second half <laughs> hey whoa, whoa i'm quoting the director yeah he's, uh so that's, it, what, that's why i put the disclaimer yep, at the it, beginning yep. that's what yep. it is i got his point yeah. um but but at the f- <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i did i don't think i did either <laughs> i i understand why but uh, i don't get the let's, point. let's not digress okay. um it is as his second film and the way that it was financed and the career that most films of a director with his notoriety, because he he's, he's notorious. Oh, yeah. If, if nothing else, uh, have is that he if was... what you just said didn't make it obvious. <laughs> he was made... He was able to make the second film and make it be anything he wanted to be. And then we find out that his third film would be anything he wanted it to yeah. be, at least yeah. in the pre-production. Yeah, yeah. So now we'll get we're talking about, and, and to know the guy, Josh, you're absolutely correct. You got to talk about this guy. Yeah. 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 Well, well, just the He fact. is an artist first, and it's... Film we're, is we're, his medium. We're getting into the definition of cinema. We're getting into putting things... On film, 
to, to change the world, which is what he's attempting to, to do. Yeah, and I mean... You with, know, I guess with every film he makes, is, is, a, is, 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 is his Well, because to him, yeah. it, it's something more important than profit, or than, like, satisfying Yeah, money is not what he's... Yeah. Yeah, to him, it's about expressing something to the world that he feels so deeply about will change the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, and it's... it's, it's, it's it's he's he's real strong and heavy-handed, but it's it's passionate. But like, don't yeah, you also believe that he was collecting as he went through pre-production all the weirdest stuff that he could find on purpose to present a very well? Do you know the process that they went through? Like the I, communal, I, I have purposefully not LSD, gone any, the whole not mountain? sleeping, yeah, 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 of the no. crew. They, I think him and his wife didn't sleep for four days before they started the shoot. Mm. Also, he took LSD. So the crew took mushrooms throughout the process of it mm-hmm. uh so he i mean he is very much a anything for the art kind of yeah, guy no doubt but i so to get back to the this film specifically there's so much time where you're like what's going on and well you, and I, then it and then it's there some narrative kind of emerges a little bit it doesn't happen till like almost halfway yeah it's really yeah. deep into the film once uh-huh. it happens but like so much of what you're seeing is so like captivating yeah. and good work like the um conquest of mexico with the 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 fucking frogs or lizards yeah. or whatever yeah, like yeah, that yeah. shit's crazy yeah and all and and it's it's also so interesting how i mean you're talking about like we're getting into the difference between like film and like you know real film or not real filmmaking but like film and like cinema as opposed to like movies and just storytelling like there's not a lot of dialogue in this movie Mm -mm. like this is a guy that's really using the medium of film Mm -hmm. to present ideas in a way that can only be done in film because you can't have characters not talk to each other in any other medium, mm-hmm. really, and it makes sense. You know, he's just showing you these images. Well, and you can, yeah, and you that can't. are meant to evoke certain emotions and things like right. that, and and then you know, of course, you get into the thing of with you know with the alchemist and the turning the shit into gold, all that kind of stuff happens. Um, but before we get to the end, really, the I mean, the main thing that I got from it, there were like three things. One. It's amazing what he's able to do with just images of things, you know, and mm-hmm. not a lot of talking or real coherent narrative kind of things. Because that's usually what films do is they'll try to tug at your heartstrings by, you know, connecting you with characters oh, yeah, and you're giving you some kind of emotional tether anybody. to the film. And you don't get that with this, but you still are like moved in some kind of way. Engaged. Engaged, it. yeah. Because you're just like looking at it, like trying to make sense of this something that clearly is so intentional. You yeah. know what? I, I think that's the biggest thing about it is it's so clearly intentional and you are trying to even just graze the like top layer of Yodorowsky's mind and where he's going with this. Yeah. The second is the set design and costuming is fucking ridiculous. Like it's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And all those set pieces are so incredible. It reminds me a lot of 2001 and how a lot of those images and set pieces still hold up to this day and are still like remarkable even when we live in this era of like highly evolved special effects and stuff like even with everything that can be done technologically these images are still so striking and memorable well there's and they're that, so distinct yeah and, yeah. and, and so uh, so and specifically vivid. him 
and and this is a very colorful film. I yeah. mean, he, he the guy doesn't mess around with milk toast palettes. He's no, he's no. into throwing color in there. It's there's I mean, there is such a sense of of life in in the film mm. in terms of just making every setup a very distinct one. Yeah. There are just images like you, he's one of the filmmakers who you really can look at stills from his films yeah. and almost get a feeling for the film yeah. because yeah. of how powerful sure. those images are. I've seen so many stills from this film over the last like 10 years, but I've never yeah. seen it, but you know, whatever, uh, still get the, you know, the thing from it. The third thing, um, was, well, there there were a lot of amazing like technical achievements of filmmaking for like an indie movie. I felt, um, like the like birds and stuff coming out of the corpses and yeah. stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, like all that. There's like crazy looking things in it that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like how did you how did you do that? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the real my real third point is that there were moments in this movie where I felt so outside of like my own head watching it where like i was watching there were multiple times and i can't remember them specifically because i was like in such a daze Mm -hmm. by it all that i thought that i was seeing things that were from dreams that i had had in the past (laughs) and that somehow like the film was relating back to dreams that i had had like the same characters were present and hmm. stuff like that, but I know that I haven't. Like I know that that's not a thing that could yeah, happen. There's you know? some kind of haze to that film I, that, especially when you're meeting the seven different yes, people. Like yeah. that's the part where it really hit heavy for you're me. Seeing the individual stories, the individual yeah. stories of the, the, the baby robot go on the journey. Yeah. yeah, and the um, yeah, there's also the 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 guy with the fuck machine or whatever. Yeah. You know, like that mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, the, the what mechanical vagina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that part was crazy, but um, yeah. And then there was a the guy with the cosmetics, work, but and you know, she, like, I've seen her work. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a comedy to. I mean, there is. No, what we haven't mentioned is well, that the life guy is funny. Has a yeah. has a right. No, yeah. absolutely, no disagreement here. But you know, in addition to being this visionary um, visual artist, putting these indelible you know pieces of set design on screen for us. Um, he's got a sense of humor. Yeah. He's he's trying to be s- critical. There's satire in there for sure. Oh yeah. Um, but but then there's also this yearning seriousness to to the film as well. I mean, it just it packs so much in, and it is so anti traditional mm-hmm. narrative. Yeah. That it. I mean, it's just astounding that he was even able to put these things oh, together. Yeah, you great. know what and, I mean? And I think I think Josh, what Josh said is right. And I know that I will go back to this at some point, but it's the kind of film that not only is recommended for, but demands repeated viewings. Yes. Like, you can't see it. I don't think anybody could see it, just, unless you really were so offended and taken aback by it that you never want to look at it again. Right. But, like, you well, got to see it again. And this is one that, you know, we were talking earlier in the episode about how I'm excited that people are going to see Parasite on the big screen, even though they could be watching it in their homes right now. They're going and seeing it. This is a film, all of his films, really, that I've seen... I need to see these films on a big screen, and I never have. Yeah. But, you know, museums do retrospectives of his work. The He's next been celebrated screen. at festivals. Maybe. I don't it know. Sounds like I mean, Alamo hybrid collab, yeah. collab yeah. to watch. Slash beer about, in a movie. We'll put it on. Yeah. That would be... I need to see that movie on the big screen. Yeah. For real. I haven't done it yet. For real. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these are... This is... I mean, let, let's not... This and El Topo, the film that he did just before this, yeah. are really pointed to as the earliest 
cult films as we come as we've mm-hmm. come to know cult films. There yeah. were films before Midnight them films, that have yeah. come to be cult films, but this was one of the first films that people actually recognized that way, and it turned into this phenomenon where it would play midnight at movie houses across mm-hmm. the United States with people going to see it because they knew it was this notoriously visually provocative experience. I mean, he's a provocateur. No. If you can, st- <laughs> if you can stay awake for this at midnight, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, it is, yeah, it's gonna mess with you. You yeah. know what I mean? And especially what people were putting into their bodies before they went to these I think, screens. Yes. You know, I think yes. even even if you had a hard time staying awake for it some of that drowsiness could even enhance the right the experience. well as josh yeah, said yeah. there's kind of a haze yeah. to it anyway yeah you yeah. Could, yeah yeah well, you can really get lost in it yeah there's i mean at some points they were on drugs themselves so right. yeah i think that lends to the craziness of it but for sure but I mean, put together but it, but not not but out of never com- is like it off the rail. Well, and completely. I'm saying, but never is it an excuse for the film to be sloppily put together. Yes, I yeah. know what you mean. There were scenes shot where the where the actors were under the influence, and you know th- the way they're acting that mm-hmm. that makes sense. I get I get yeah. it, but you know it was put together with a lot of care and, and attention to detail. There's in terms a lot of, of how precision stuff, in the film. Yeah, I mean to make those sets, to make those. Yeah incredible to edit what what was put together here there's a lot of sober he, he craftsmanship yeah. that goes into i think this. he edited him himself as uh, well and daddy did the music probably, yeah he yeah. did he did the music yeah. right yeah. with don well cherry. along with don cherry yeah. yeah which i was when i saw that i was like, right, ronald, we're in for it ronald french he, he's the he's probably my favorite artist he's the ultimate artist he literally that movie was made because you, uh, John Lennon and Yoko yeah, and the yeah, Beatles yeah. wanted to fund it. They gave him a million dollars. They like, enjoyed El Topo so much. I think, yeah, that they, yeah. Yeah. So he there is. You go. Like if if people people love the fucking Beatles, and I feel like not many people will like know about Yodorowsky, and it's good when you learn that he's pure art. He's pure fucking yeah, art. Front to back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe, what did you think? Well, about but this? at the same time, I mean, provo- provocateur, I think, is a great word. Um, you're watching this and I've seen so many kinds of movies I've seen a bunch of cult movies I've seen the craziest horror movies I mean there's nothing really horrific well no there's some horrific images I suppose but he is attempting in 1973 to put something in front of your eyes where he just doesn't care if you he doesn't care how you react. Yeah, how you react. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, he really doesn't. Yeah, yeah. give a shit. And so, and and I don't think it's just to be sensational. There's a lot of nudity and sexuality and yeah. in this movie. But but at the at the same time, Carlos, as you were trying to say, what is this? What is this? What is this? At some point, I abandoned trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I just kind of rolled with the journey as presented. Oh yeah, so I think that's the key. Yeah, yeah. I, right. And, and and you've got to unsubscribe from your notion of what a movie is supposed to be, uh-huh. because we have been trained into what a movie is supposed to be. It's supposed to be ninety minutes, and it's supposed yeah. to have three acts, and it's supposed to have these stars, and it's yeah. supposed to da da da. Well, this that's not what this <laughs> is, and it I. I started doing some research and I quit doing the research. Yeah, I, I, I watched our second film and then I really have quit doing research because for me, yeah. I've got to go back to the beginning and watch all of the movies in order, and without trying to learn too much about them as I go, yeah. because because here is an auteur. Well, and I'm very, very, very excited to have seen this, and I cannot wait to see it again. You know, but it yeah. will not be for everybody that's listening. I know okay. that. 
what he prescribes actually for getting into his filmography because he's been asked in recent years now that he is oh, releasing yeah. films again how do you go he says you start with the films of John Travolta you go in reverse chronological order and work your way back to where then you watch Fando and Lease and and go through his filmography chronologically I'm just watching John Travolta movie. <laughs> Did he really say that? No. <laughs> Christ, no. I don't no, think but I, I want to do But that. I'm just fucking around. No, I, because I, I feel like Yodorowsky would want me to fuck I am not saying that. Yeah. That is the perfect because I was totally buying into it. I was it, too. I was, then, I was on board. I but thought that's but you know what, this honestly, movie, yeah. I think, and you, you kind of hinted at it, going, trying to, or you know, you talked about it, trying to understand it, and when you finally give up and just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, and you can watch it again. Like, there's right. no, you don't have to understand it the first time. I still don't fully understand yeah, yeah, this yeah. movie. Yeah, but it's there's a lot of imagery yeah. in there that I'll probably never unpack. But, but I do think you know, yes. as much as I agree, free yourself as you're watching this film. Do not chain yourself down to needing rational explanations for all that you're seeing. It's not going to be there. It's not happening. Um, but. But it's interesting because now I think we've we've earned it, right? We can talk about the end of the yeah, film, you got where it. so good, where yeah. we we pull back and we are we see an entire crew set up shooting the final yeah. scene of the film, um, and Yodorowsky sort of announces, you know, get out of the film, it's stop. A film. <laughs> it's a film. Get out there in real life. Do something. Do these things. Reality follow waits. the yeah. Reality yeah. awaits. It had. That scene gave me like real money Python vibes. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I think that for sure. I think, yeah, yeah. Um, it and but but I think <laughs> it really right there, I, I, I like Monty Python vibes. I think yeah. it's like I a, mean, it started Sahara and then we ended in Monty Python. <laughs> I think it is a real call to arms in a, in a sense. Like yeah. we were saying earlier, I think he, as a filmmaker, as an artist, does want to push your limit, push your boundary, get you to think about things. But he's like, but then take this new perspective and bring it out into the world and do something with it. Like, don't yeah. let it just be, oh, this is an an experience I digest right now and I walk away from. Let it be something that deeply impacts how you see the world and how you think about things around you. He's He makes a ton of weird social commentary yeah. in his films. Every film I've seen Yeah, but his. that's the main commentary, at least on the religious aspect for me, is that we have watched this spiritual journey. They've gathered these uh, seven other people. They've made it through these other trials and tribulations over a mountain, etc. They get to the pinnacle yeah. of the mountain. All they have to do is go do this task. Task isn't even important. And when they get there, and they're there, and they're about to receive the spiritual what am I trying to say? Spiritual enlightenment. enlightenment. Yeah, they're going to achieve immortality. At that moment, it is revealed by, by the filmmaker, the lead actor, by the filmmaker to the audience, to his subjects there. This is all fake. Yeah, I don't think we mentioned that Yodorowsky plays the alchemist. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, so to me, that is the, I mean, that's the point of the movie. Yeah. Is that everything you've seen above now might have been interesting, yeah. might have been beautiful. I would say both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but none of it really matters. Yeah, and, and what a thing! Well, but for a, I see that I, I disagree. I don't think it's none of it really. But you matters. didn't sit through nothing though. Like yeah. just because at the end that happens, I think I it's feel like I it's think a it's lot of, yes. This is fake. Now break free. Go do something. Yeah. But he wants you go to see my next film. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say that none of it matters. I, I don't think he still right. made statements and yeah, yeah. Very the the anti capitalist statements to me strike me the most. Well, he's an artist who wants to see people take in his work 
and do something with you know what i mean like yeah. the, uh like a like a brecht like a um it's going you, to change consciousness people <laughs> yeah well no but i mean there are the artists and again you can we can laugh at them and we can say they're silly and they're but i love an artist who really has the goal of pushing you in a way that you're not expecting to be pushed yeah. disrupting the way you think and then forcing you back out into the world and having you kind of see it differently because of that you know what i mean that that's powerful that is like artistic statement you know in filmmaking uh, that you rarely see and I, and I just think when you get the chance to have an experience like that watching a film like this seeing a filmmaker like this take it it's I mean how can you I don't know how can you not want to have that kind of experience there's too many things that you can easily digest and walk away and be like oh that was fun yeah this is not one of those yeah. you're gonna be God, stuck no. with this there are images in this that will repeat back to you and i think like you say will already feel like they're images you knew of before somehow in this strange way because i think he taps into this kind of shared consciousness that we have it was crazy in a way man. that very few filmmakers do yeah it's dream launch it's freaking me out yeah um, Don Coscarelli saw this film. I know it. I know he had to have because the inside of the morgue in Phantasm. Uh huh. Okay, I've never it, seen it. It, it. I know that he pulled visuals off yeah. of the well, alchemist layer and some yeah. some of the other things. I mean, like there are filmmakers who could make this film today. It would be easier to make today. It'd be cheaper to make today. Cheaper, but yeah. who? What artist is out there that's doing this kind of thing with film right now? But yeah. there's so many artists, and you kind of jumped me off on it. Um, that use his art, and not a lot of people sure. recognize it. Yeah, there's literally after. I mean, we'll get into it. Yeah. With oh, Dune. Yeah. yes. Yeah. There's so many, and they talk about it in the documentary. There's so many different artists that have been inspired by him and he yeah. doesn't get as much credit well because he's like he's like a filmmaker's filmmaker the way yeah. that like you know someone like like Talib Kweli is like a rapper's rapper yeah. or, you know like there are people like that that like don't that are admired by people admired by their peers but don't get the mainstream attention that yeah. others get you know or like Guy Fieri's an eater's eater he is <laughs> but he did break into the mainstream though he's one of the rare cases I know right but uh, I mean he's so influential on people who like to take big bites of things yeah <laughs> that's, oh that's so money and wear flame this, shirts this movie is so money it is it is so yeah. money. oh damn oh. alright so I'm sorry, I keep popping here. Uh, I think all of us then would recommend the film. Oh, fuck yeah. I already oh. have recommended it. I, with, I, mean, with, 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 I will say, yeah. The, I mean, the one thing I will say is I get it. If <coughs> if you do not like being pushed, if you don't like it, you know, I think you should. But yeah. stay away from it. You know, like this is not going to be ever something you're going to throw on the TV on a Saturday night and just have like a, a fun, relaxing evening at home with your loved ones. But a lot of the folks that listen to this, uh, sorry, Dan, no, a lot ahead. of the folks that listen to our podcast, I think are armchair film students. And if you if you call yourself that, you need to become familiar with uh, his work because I, I wish that I had prior to now. Yeah, yeah I think I interrupted you, David. I wish nope. I would have done that's this fine. sooner. So oh, highly recommended. Awesome, definitely. for sure. Awesome. We're definitely going to be talking more because, like we said, we're talking about this documentary that was made more recently about a failed project of his, or we can talk about whether it was a failure, um, that came out just a few years ago. But uh, what do we think of this drink before we get on to Storms of half? Saturn by the first Foundation? or the second? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I was, my glass was dry. Well, well, you, brought, one. you brought great. 16 ounces for us four to share. That's four right. ounces each. So there you know, it makes sense that you uh, opened a second beer. But this Storms of Saturn, they're not calling it the Milkshake Double IPA. But, but it has there was lactose. lactose. Yeah. I, I thought it was 
pretty freaking incredible. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. I would seek yeah. that out and try to get some more in my refrigerator immediately. And then the other one... Was oh, what did that, y'all think of the Storms of Saturn? Oh, I love that. that I, I really enjoyed yeah. it. Swarm around the horn, that one was, was fantastic. Great. Yeah, yeah. The pairing also, David. I pairing was great for yeah. this movie. Yeah, thank you. They, so I don't. know. Did we even talk about the seven people on his journey or line no, with there planets? Was not time. Okay, yeah, no. no. So Saturn time. does play a role yeah, in the film. Just so, yeah. All, yeah. Go watch it. Figure it out. Yeah. Uh, good luck. <laughs> I love those vignettes. I, yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, uh, they were they were really good. I and I definitely enjoyed those. This and then is it's the kind of film. Even the casting, like the casting of them, so like yeah. weird and this, this is the kind of film that you own on DVD and a friend comes over and you could potentially kill a couple of hours. And, the, and then somehow in conversation it comes up that they'd never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And you pull it off the shelf. Oh, yeah. Pop oh, yeah. In. Well, Josh, the other Josh DeLeon and a friend of his, like, if they're working on music together, his friend, like, like loves Yodorowsky and will just pop one of them in uh-huh. and have Perfect. it on in the background while they're doing whatever it is they're doing, um, which I think is a great idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so the second one we had that we didn't talk about at the beginning because it got. Uh, it was a rogue. It was a sneak it was, attack. It was a rogue beer. This one's called. It's from Foundation Brewing as well, out of Portland, Maine. It's the Purple Berry Jam. It's heart fruit ale. Uh, this one is a kettle soured ale brewed with lactose and fermented with blackberries and blueberries. Also delicious. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say that if every sour ale tasted like that, I'd be drinking more sour ales. Yeah, that was it. Was, very it was good. crisp and it had a really good tart. F- fruit pop which it, i guess was it, was it was the right combination it was like the right balance mm-hmm. of tartness and fruitiness i felt i'm happy that the second episode i've done we have great beers also because i have heard y'all sometimes have horrible beers <laughs> oh yeah so, it oh yeah. man you weren't here for the hell yeah oh my god did you hear that one uh, the jalapeno was, pickle one was, yeah yeah that was one oh, somebody said god. it i think you said it tasted like a diaper yeah. or something <laughs> roasted or it was so bad it's on tap at alamo it what you yeah, think? It serious, it is. What'd you think of that purple berry, David? So I loved it. I love that it's actually, you know, for once a beer calling itself a jam has a jammy quality to it. I mean, yeah. I, it, there was enough fruit there that yeah. I was really feeling like, yeah, this is this is good stuff. It's crazy yeah. you didn't bring this for our Space Jam episode. Yeah, that, it wasn't a up year then. and a wasn't half ago. Up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so uh, let's go into the break. We'll come back. We'll talk about our journey continues. Yodorowsky's Dune, and uh, and drink some more beer. Is that I? What's the original Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> All right, so I had to do it before Joe stole my. Yeah, head. as I didn't see your finger this week. As we were saying, going into the we're break, quick on the um, we're coming back to talk about uh, a recent documentary, somewhat recent. It's five, six years old now. Sorry, seven, but. Is it that old? Was 2013? it 2013? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was 2014, maybe. Anyway, uh, it uh, is called Yodorowsky's Dune because the next project after Holy Mountain was supposed to be a feature film version of the novel Dune. By um, we'll find. We'll talk about what, what the documentary uncovers in terms of why that never happened and, and what maybe some of the actual outcomes were. But before, let's get some beer. And I brought this one uh, special from one of our local beer emporium, well, not emporiums, breweries. <laughs> breweries. Um, and they had they just did. released this past weekend, although now that we're actually releasing this, it'll be a couple weeks a couple ago. Weeks, yeah. uh, it is their first real take on something approaching a, I mean, I guess I wouldn't call it a pastry stout, although it's it close. Can, you know, close. Uh, it is a peanut butter stout. Which, you know, isn't all that exotic. I know folks have 
who are listening to the podcast have likely tried one of these by now. They're becoming quite popular. Um, we've talked about a uh, favorite of ours, Ridiculous AF, uh, on the podcast before out of from Saloon Door Brewing. Man, you got me with that one. Sorry. No, I mean, that, that was a good it, shot. They filled it up high. I got the mic, too. Yeah, they're, they're good. They don't skimp. But this is a crowler of that that they just released. It's 8%. <laughs> as, it, as I said, it's a peanut butter stout. Um, they're not claiming it's an imperial, but at 8%, that's, that's not pretty imperial. much. Well, it, it's close. You're right I mean, the line. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but hoping you guys will enjoy it as much as I did when uh, I got it at the brewery a few days ago. So, spoiler, I, I like this beer. Um, oh, and I didn't even say the brewery. It's Nueces Brewing. Nueces I like the Brewing size. out of Corpus Christi, Texas. Getting on the nose, you get the peanut butter? Yeah, you do. Oh, wow. And I think that yeah. this is their first stout? Mm-mm. No. No, they've done, Second. they did a Christmas, the Christmas stout. stout. Yeah. You're right, you're right. I had it. This is uh, a pretty a pretty beautiful stout as far as everything that you intend it to look like uh, in the yeah. glass. It's a little bit thicker than you would ima- you know, normally have a lager and then... Yeah, you can taste that. You can smell that peanut butter. I need yeah. to get one of those. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Just go to the brewery. <laughs> yeah, they, they got them. Um, well, they're almost out. You, well, yeah. Anyway, um, so <laughs> so we're we're gonna sip on this while we talk about the uh, Yodorowsky's Dune, which, um, as we were saying, well, J- Carlos corrected me here. It was uh, released in 2013. It was made by Frank Pavich. Was who, I right? Yeah, 2013, yeah. Uh, Made by Frank Pavich, who is a filmmaker I wasn't really familiar with. He has done a couple other documentaries, or at least one documentary, and then uh, produced a feature or something. Um, He did one on New York Hardcore. Um, Oh, interesting. Was that New York Hardcore in NYHC is the name of the film. It came out in 99. Hardcore. interesting. And this film was really critically successful when it came out and has been on my uh, Netflix DVD queue (laughs) ever since then. But it never made it to the top because I had no prior interest really in the subject matter. Really? Not a big fan of Dune. The only thing I really know, I know it's a book, but I knew that Lynch had made Dune and that some guy made Dune, but he didn't make Dune. It's a documentary about a failed film right. and it never made it to the top of the list. So thank uh, thank you for suggesting this one because I'm so glad I saw it. Yeah, I was, um, I was interested in this one. I've had the soundtrack to this documentary in the show. Oh, do you before. still have it? No, I got it. I was going to talk about that later. The soundtrack's I mean, is, very good. This is badass. Yeah, Kurt Stenzel. I don't know the guy from anything else. Yeah, but I, I I love the soundtrack. I only in this got film. it because I I mean I carried El Topo and Holy Mountain in the past as well because I was aware that you know this is like a cult thing people mm-hmm. really like you know whatever. Did they sell okay? They did. Uh, wow. Even even the Dune one, which is a soundtrack to a documentary about a movie that never got made, uh, right? Which is an, you know interesting in and of itself. But um, I we talked about it a little bit in the David Lynch episode where we clearly had no idea what the fuck we were talking about because uh, at some point we were like, oh, did they ever shoot any of it? Like maybe there's some footage from it, but whatever. Like we didn't know the whole story. We were speculating mm-hmm. on it, um, but. This movie made me so sad. <laughs> really? 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 Oh, so sad. Oh, it I makes mean, me so happy. It fucking crushed yeah. me that he didn't get to make this movie. But his, he's, sorry, not to cut you off, his passion is so great. It makes you want to make art. I, I agree with that. And so it was, there were a lot of mixed emotions. Yeah. But there, but the, the, the lows for me were lower than some of the highs. And I think it's just cause like, I've, like, this is, happened to me before you know like i've 
been in pre-production on a project, mm-hmm. not a film, but in, you know other projects or whatever. That high hopes, high expectations. With high hopes, I think sky's like, the limit. I you know I didn't think it was going to change anybody's consciousness or anything as grand as that. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, this is going to like change my life. This is like the start of like a career, you know, whatever falls through, and then you're just like crushed and like. I mean, for me, that was like five years ago or so, you know, not, I haven't lived with that as long as he's lived with this or whatever, but you think about it all the fucking time, man, like. It really I, can, I mean, it stopped, he stopped really making films for a yeah. good long time. And but it I, kills me thinking about, like, how long he's lived with that and the, how much grander a scale it was and, and like, just how much it bums me out my own experience. I can't imagine that and how... I so love, can somebody know. clear it up right? They don't really talk about it in the film, but I re- I've read that he had this other film, Tusk, that came out. Uh, he did and Kevin Smith Tusk. got to do a that few one. years later. <laughs> he made no. it. He did make a movie called Tusk. Right. right. And this was did around like, was like 1980, 80, and it was like a children's fi- film. Really? Um, I've no Yeah. And, and again, it's not one that I think people who love him really remember him for, and I've never seen it. But yeah, 1980 French drama. Okay. Um, but anyway, but largely you're right. I mean, he retreated from filmmaking. It seemed like started he started doing comics. Yeah. He, well, his his out his outlook or like what he got from it, I love it so much because it's it's really teaches you to not be destroyed. He basically just said that's what happened, yeah. he, and he doesn't hark over it. He doesn't really let it like. I mean, I'm sure the time and, it killed him, but yeah. well, and he even says he hopes somebody makes it. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. He's like, I hope when I die, somebody I think, takes this book and they make the movie. Well, let's talk about the book and let's talk about the whole thing. It's a chronological kind of retelling <laughs> of the pre-production. I guess it was technically pre-production. Yeah. of a film because the producers had bought the screen rights to create Dune. Yeah, when Hollywood passed, I'll fast forward to the ending on on Yoder Yoder say it. Yodorowsky. You can Dune. call him Yodo. Yeah, Yo- <laughs> Yodo. People do call him yeah. Yodo. I'm going to call him Yodo from now on. Yodo's Dune, uh, it went to, to David Lynch. So yeah. we're talking about that movie, and yeah. we're talking about the uh, the um, bringing together of his dream crew. Yeah. And I, I choose to just, I'm sure this guy likes to spin a tale, but I'm choosing just to accept all of it as the truth. And so, well, a lot of them are in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Geiger and, and, and his dream team went on to make Alien. Yeah, that was right. one of my Dan O'Bannon. So, I mean, it's, so it starts with. Let me just finish this thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The what gets assimilated is the storyboarding of the film. And yeah, uh, and there's a whole book they very meticulously storyboard because the producer smart knew that working with the guy that had done El Topo and the guy that had done this weird as fuck Holy Mountain yeah. might, I mean, El Topo's pretty weird, might so. be uh, intimidating to studios. Yeah. So let us present to you, and I don't think Hollywood pitches happen like this every no, once in a while. A phone no. book, <laughs> a phone book, yeah, thickness of a storyboarded. Completely a shot script. Yeah, how we will do it, and this is our budget. This is quite possibly the most comprehensive pitch that any studio had ever has or will ever see. And the pitch is incredible. It is, and so so because of the team he's created. This is what bums me out. You've got a movie starring Salvador Dali, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Orson Welles, music by Pink Floyd and Magma, like. 
with with uh, HR with HR no, Geiger doing starring Mick Jagger, Mick Jagger too, so, David yes. Carradine, David Carradine. I mean, holy shit! So, yeah. Intersect. He literally yelled at Pink Floyd while they were eating Big yeah. Macs. Yeah, like, you, I'm giving I'm, you the best opportunity. I'm giving you the opportunity art. of a lifetime, yeah. and you're fucking sitting there eating Big Macs, you fucks. And then yeah. they're like, and okay, they we'll pay seriously. And then eventually, <laughs> Magma though. See, that's yeah. again what, what I was fuck? talking about with the Beatles, who like Pink Floyd were like, you know, like all these amazing people. Mm-hmm. In art for, right. for decades, yes. all kind of looked up to Yodorowsky. Like the fact that he could yes. yell at Pink Floyd, and then they were like, "Okay, you're right." Yeah, the <laughs> world was smaller. There was no internet, and we yeah. were seeing the birth of. Think about when uh, Holy Mountain came out. That was a year after Godfather, a year before Jaws. We're seeing this yeah. big, you know, Easy Rider shift in Hollywood, yeah. and yeah. the cool kids in class. We're, we're circling around this filmmaker at the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of people very inspired he, by him at that time. Right. Well, and and I think one thing, just to back up a tiny bit, sure. you know, because, Joe, you kind of jumped from, you know, that people were putting this together. This was his choice. I mean, yeah. he was essentially by Michel Seydoux, the, the French producer, told hey what do you you've do? made a couple great films that have actually made money like whether or not we think of them as conventional hits they're they've made money i'll In have you do whatever Hollywood. you want to do and that project can be whatever and he picked dune yeah you know of all having things not read the book. having not read the book as he explained this the is the best reason my, my friend <laughs> good friend said it was amazing i said dune right <laughs> it wasn't like this was a property that hollywood was seeking like hey let's get this thing made who what what hot new direct it's no, th- he picked this. This was a passion project for him. He decided he wanted to challenge himself to make something in a totally different, you know, he had kind of taken on the Western. Yeah. Holy Mountain, I guess, doesn't really have, it's genreless. It's hard to really c- categorize. Holy Mountain. But he wanted to take on, hey, let's do this science fiction tale. It'll yeah. allow me to kind of go and It's one of the best Aztec lizard films I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. What, Holy Mountain? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to put it in a, in a category. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's the genre. I and so he assembles a team that what a fucking that is warriors com- that is comprised warriors, of yeah, warriors. warriors. The main art direction team that goes on to make Alien, uh, and and then the film goes. Well, I want to get to that last. But, that's my favorite part of the whole movie. But he, you know, he assembles a team, and he's doing it both based on their skills. He's mm-hmm. looking for people who have the talent, right? I mean, he yeah, he chooses Mobius mm-hmm. because he loves his art, and mm-hmm. he, you know, and he chooses uh, Giger. um, r- right, Giger, because yeah. he loves the art. So I mean, he he's picking people, but he's also right because he meets with um, Tumbo, yes, Trumbull, yeah. Trumbull, sorry, Doug, from, yeah, Doug from Trumbull. Uh, who did 2001 and would go on to do other film work, but he meets Wasn't with, vibing him, with and, him and like immediately is like, no, you the cannot vi- be on my spiritual well, quest. He, you the can't vibes be were one of my warriors. Up. They were not right. The he was not a fun. warrior. He was not a spiritual right. Yeah. But he talks about it. He says it kind of in his a little bit of broken English. But he's saying, like, called him 40 times. This guy like had an ego. Yeah. And the fact, so what tripped me out is the fact no, that he accepted 40 phone calls during their meeting. Oh, is that what he was saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. And okay. then therefore, well, that's you're also not, kind you're of, not into this I'm and I'm not into yeah. you. Yeah. You're not paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that they said that Kubrick. Give me the opportunity to make art. <laughs> Kubrick bent towards Right. Uh, Kubrick kind of let him do, yeah. And then you think about that and then Yodorowsky was like, no. Like, no so as high as we happen. hold Kubrick, I think Yodorowsky right? there needs you to go. be recognized. That's, that's how, yeah, how powerful. It doesn't align with Kubrick's reputation, but okay, whatever. Yeah. I accept this documentary as truth. I mean, I think, and I think that part of it too is like, especially at the time, 2001 was like 
I mean, one of the first serious sci-fi movies. Like, a lot of the sci-fi that came before that was kind of cheesy B-movie stuff. It, you it, know? it was also surreal. It was also a... You, yeah, have, you have to sit but, here and think but, movie. But, a divided Hollywood a lot. Yeah. But Is to, this our future, or we, can we stay conventional, please? But to do something as unprecedented as that, it would make sense even as controlling and specific as Kubrick could be to be like, I'm trying to do something nobody's ever done before. This guy says he can do it. All right, I go for it, man. Uh-huh. Like, cause I, cause his options were probably oh sure, like nothing at the time. Yeah, you know? pre Star um, Wars space effects. Yeah, yeah, pre right. pre every. I mean, uh-huh. two thousand one is still like a you know magnificent feat of filmmaking. But anyway, um, yeah. So so look, okay. So I, I was looking at. I mean, I was watching this film. You know, seeing all the different things and. They obviously point to so many specific things towards the end of like this came from you know all these things came from the Dune like book pitch mm-hmm. yeah. ideas mm-hmm. whatever. So but the, this, this is the epilogue piece of the film. Yeah, but the but the what really got me and it happens earlier is um, uh, you start seeing some of some of Geiger's drawings, mm-hmm. uh, you know, conceptual piece for the film, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, holy shit, like that's this is crazy like mm-hmm. that this is happening now and then we see it later and so i googled it and from what i could find the first like you know sketch of a xenomorph that he does is in 75 which is when he would have been working on around dude. the time he would have been working and it's so it's like it's very feasible that he literally created that yeah. iconic character for dune yeah and the, then the- that's that's fucking nuts, but man. Like what I love is that Yodorowsky's like so happy for everybody, yeah. all his warriors that like went on to do amazing yeah. work. Well, the epilogue of the film yeah. is a kind of study of the sketches that are in this phone book sized storyboard. Yeah. And the filmmaker does a great job of, of making a case that these sketches that were in this film are very closely resembled to a lot of science fiction and action films yeah, that that precede that, or, no, or that date it that are subsequent that are, yeah, subsequent to releases yeah the most compelling for me was the um Raiders of the Lost Ark the, yeah. the, the uh, when yeah, the ark is opened crazy. and the spirits go through you <laughs> see photos of the god almost to the to, to the screen yeah, so close the same concept from a, a part in dune yeah. there was another one with the star wars he says that this this fights. might have been the very first picture of a computer robot oh yeah looking across Luke, Luke the, the oh the yeah point of the, terminator. Terminator. Yeah, terminator the way that you see yeah. the terminator analyzing yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah but that's from the scene give me your boots of like training with the <laughs> robot which they use in star wars right yeah they do use a piece of but they don't use the point of view and yeah that's i mean think about how crazy of a how crazy it is to like be in a the position that he is in and the position that the documentary filmmakers were in where like we know a guy that was so ahead of his time you guys wouldn't believe like i'm yeah. sure there are plenty of people that are like oh yeah my boy did this and like before everyone else did it or you know mm-hmm. i'm sure there's somebody out there that's like oh yeah my boy was doing that stuff before dj screw but just nobody paid attention you know whatever but there's fucking documentation yeah this. Mm-hmm. like this is a guy that was like so so ahead of his time but he also and you a- can prove it like but, but it's yeah. crazy to think but about the way oh sorry Joe. I was going to say, he made this beautiful effort of pitching the film by giving this beautifully yeah. bound 
you know, I keep saying it, phone book sized yeah, documents. To, and, and, and then the director says uh, to all of the studios, it went out to everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then I imagine, in my imagination of how this all works, it got passed around. Oh yeah. yeah, and George oh, yeah. Lucas. Yeah, oh yeah, people saw, saw it, or the producer Kurt saw it, or yeah. whatever, and then or they employed the people who were working with. Yeah, him. yeah. And yeah. now that this project is dead, <laughs> yeah. and it goes on to to David Lynch, and I hope we do talk about that for one minute. His reaction to seeing the Lynch. Oh film, God, great. Oh, yeah. um, is that all of this can be cribbed now? The the one thing, and, and, I, and I guess it largely was, and and it, it set forth a a path. Yeah. That, that science fiction took in Hollywood. But to cap that point, and really the last thing that I really in large This is it. He's not going to speak have, after this on the Do you believe that, David, <laughs> at all? Do you believe have that? to say about this is that Nicholas Winding, Nicholas Winding Refn makes a point. What w- would movies have looked like if yeah. this had come out before Star Wars? Oh, I know. The, uh, the, uh, yeah. And it's crazy to think about. Alternate I love Nicholas Winding Refn because how, like, because like, he slurs the name Yodorowsky, so he just says Yodorowsky. <laughs> I love that he's like that's his mentor. Yodorowsky yeah. reads his cards. Yeah, he literally like advises him when he makes his movies. But that statement basically like brings to, to mind what Yodorowsky meant and means to cinema, to sci-fi, and yeah, the m- movies could have been different from that point. Everything on. could be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that had moved, movie had been made, yeah. right? And yeah, that that would have been a fun alternate universe to live in. Uh, God, I wish we were. But here. but I but I think <laughs> w- the movie makes a good case for we are living in some version of that universe because yeah. ultimately a lot of this, a lot of the vision that was there got broken up and fragmented and put into other projects. Yeah. Um, it it is. I mean, I think in in, in some way a, a beautiful testament to what. A committed artist he is because he's not bitter about it at all is i mean like as as much as carlos started out this segment saying how sad this made him i couldn't come away feeling sad because he's not sad he's not upset he's just like you know he's an artist he didn't care that these things made money off of concepts that he helped develop and you know think about how most people would react to that they'd be fucking bitching and moaning until the day they died about how the world owed them the stacks of cash that you know d- never came into their bank vault or yeah, whatever he went and made comics yeah he went and made comics and he doesn't care like again he is a committed anti money guy i mean he yeah. is i think he he lives what he what he thinks he lives what he believes and that that's pretty amazing the we should probably address just in a more formal way the the stuff that Carlos kind of mentioned at the beginning. And I know you were trying to get that off the plate, but he makes these kind of callous remarks about how he rapes yeah. I referenced one Dune and yeah. saying it right. Um, and it, I mean, and it's stupid, but yeah. at the same time, it's it's sort of that. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to come across as if I'm excusing it because I, I do. I think it's a bad way of expressing himself. Yeah. But I think he's being hyperbolic because he wants to make this point about how he like takes something and is going to have his way with it and stuff. Yeah. Which, you know, again, using the term rape is terrible. And given that in the past he had been really colorful with his description of the sex scene that he shot in El Topo, yeah. rape scene that he where shot. he said, you know, like I get it why that, and it makes me uncomfortable. Um, 
I don't think he probably raped that woman for because re- he's sort of recanted and said, and she's never claimed that it was a rape. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I think it was colorful he, he language on his that part. He said things that were kind of out there, and yeah. and he's. I mean, he wasn't. He, I don't think, at least, wasn't the first person to try to cr- like fabricate controversy for press, and he certainly hasn't been the last. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. You know, I. It's it. I'm I'm definitely not a person in a position well, to try to condemn Yodorowsky well, for those claims because I, I still like Tyler the Creator and he I, did that shit in early in his sure. career too. He's you know? he's a poet and I think he wants to use words for the power that they have and he knows a word like rape has incredible power to it. Yeah, and it's going to affect people. With you know like a very negative charge in most cases I yeah. think for most of us, but that's a charge and you hear yeah. somebody making that claim and he's trying it, to get you to react. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's worked well, I guess. For, right. you know but it I mean, is. But I mean, it, speaking of people yeah. like that, not to go off too far to tangent, no. but I think you would appreciate it. He met Kanye West because Kanye West loves Holy Mountain. Had a really? show based, had a stage show for one of his runs uh, based off Holy Mountain. Yeah, there's wow. a whole I story. I fucking of, love <laughs> everything you just said. There's a whole story about how he met Kanye. He's like, yeah, I think he's a great guy. Like, he doesn't seem the way everybody says he is. And then he was all, he says he loves Holy Mountain. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you should. I'll send you that story. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's that great. I do wonder if any of y'all can relate to his reaction to when they lost the ability. The option was taken away from them, and and then eventually, right. Um, that that is as close to bitter as he gets. Lynch's Dune is made, but even then, it was just more. I mean, he. What I love is how reverential towards Lynch he was. He's like, yes. if anybody could make this, right. mm-hmm. it's David mm-hmm. Lynch. He was I, the I one person who could make it, and I, it's yeah, a, it's a, it's I did a like turn. That point and you're he feeling should, for yeah. the guy because now he is an artist talking about a fellow artist and it's like if they had to give it any to anyone i'm glad they gave it to lynch because yeah. and lynch could probably do it and he might even be able to do it better than me and i'm not ever gonna see that movie because that's too much pain it's, i think his right. son drug Dr- him yeah, drug yeah. him to the movie yeah, didn't drug him but dragged <laughs> dragged him to the movie and he said uh, as the movie uh, he went drugged on, himself he got more and more elated because he could see that it was a huge right, failure. Said, oh, it was it's it. terrible. If it Lynch terrible. had bested him that day, if Lynch had made, yeah. I guess, a Dune that would have but, met yeah. those standards, he would not have been able to take it. But then when he says Lynch's Dune is a failure, yeah. it makes me want to embrace these things that we're doing. And from time to time, maybe even go back to some of these weirdo directors and great directors that yeah. we're embracing in these. Uh-huh. I'd like to do another one of more of his films and more Lynch films. And yeah. Maybe some Nicolas Cage movies. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's surrealist <laughs> in a movie now. Or sur- <laughs> beer and a surrealist. Not, I not say. even Bur- once a month. Just beer, from time to time, we beer, break format and. Beer and surrealism. I liked, though, even though he was overjoyed that it was a failure and that it made him feel, you know, better that, like, oh, okay. Like, you know, whatever. He says, though. He gives Lynch credit and is like, "Oh, this is a movie a producer made." Like uh-huh. Lynch is not responsible. Yes, for that's this, true. You know? Yes, he he, uh, he took the blame away from him, yeah. which which sounds accurate given yeah. what I know what of the story yeah, yeah. for sure. So, Ooh. but yeah, I'm I, so glad I was I, introduced to this guy. The I I intentionally watched the Holy Mountain first, yeah. and then watched Yodorowsky's Dune second, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that I did it in that order. But it the movie I mean the movie did make me like him i mean not that i didn't like holy mountain or i thought i wouldn't like him but like it shows you what like how fucking real this dude is like Mm -hmm. really the art is the only thing that matters to him you know and that is 
something that is so rare that it's incredibly admirable and makes you happy to see. You know, I know the movie I said made me sad and it did, but I felt his joy when he was getting really excited and talking about it. Like yeah. you can like yeah. he he affects even even in the way that he talks like himself as a as a human being affects people in a way. He's a charismatic you know? individual. Yeah. I mean, you can see why people went along with his crazy visions over the years. Like oh, yeah. he's he's got like a cult leader kind of uh, yeah. vibe to Definitely. him. And I know he has a whole <laughs> like again, the, we've only scratched the surface. I mean, he has a whole what like is it religion, called psycho yeah. magic that, <laughs> yes. that he well, I love believes that he, in. He he literally reads tarot cards. He'll he'll read your cards for free in like France on a yeah. Saturday. Uh, but he also goes on record to say that it's all bullshit too. Like, yeah. it, but he loves it. Like, I think he he talks about how he thinks tarot cards are in the end kind of bullshit. But he loves the whole thing. Like, he loves everything about it. It's yeah, so and it's one of the many images in uh, Holy Mountain. There are some tarot yes, images. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tarot. Well, he plays the thief. And the man I, had a film out last year mm-hmm. that played film festivals. I will watch it. And and has had two others. One was made... With his same and, producer, right? Yes, right. One yeah, was made because he reunited with Michelle Sedou. Who, who said he'll never see Lynch's Dune? By the way, that's oh, a yeah. fucking ride or ride die. Or die. Fucker right yeah. there. Ride or die. Um, but they, don't even ask to be my friend unless you're doing that. <laughs> he made a film, The Dance of Reality. Yes. Then there's one. Is it Endless Poetry that came out a few yeah. years after that? And now the most recent one, I can't remember the title. They're all semi autobiographical ones. But I I watched the trailers for these films. They look as out there visually as any of the other stuff that he's done. I mean. I'm excited to and take there, the time to watch. It looks those like a good here. evolution of his cinema. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was one though that. But is, he's getting the money to do what he needs. Yeah. To be, put the stuff on screen because some of it's pretty elaborate. What I, what I was seeing in the trailers. I would I would expect no less. But there, one of his movies did just make it to Prime and like the if you have a Prime membership you can watch it for free. Which one was it? His older or newer. It's uh, Santa. Oh, Santa, oh, Santa Sangre. Sangre. That's yeah, yeah. kind of mid period. That yeah. was, yeah. That, but, yeah. But but it's on Prime and you can watch it for free. If oh, you have I'll, a Prime membership. I'll be watching. Well, no, it so soon. then then when did he make Santa? So then maybe he, did he make that was eighty nine. Santa. So it was after the failure of Dune. Yeah, 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 long yeah, after. yeah, yeah. Yeah, long after. But then it was after Santa Sangre. I think it was close to. It was like twenty three years. Mm-hmm. At, well, maybe twenty two. I don't know. After that, before he made Dance of Reality. So that was the biggest break that he's had. Depending on when this episode comes out, we're going to show next month Santa Sangre. What, really? Alamo, oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, I'll be there for that. Yeah, I'll be there for Okay, that. so I would suggest Ooh. that if you are a... Um, are you bringing back Horror Mondays or something? Uh, no, I don't even know why this one. But right, I was... Okay, I, compl- right. I already yeah. told my Not complaining. I, I, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to make you work that yeah, day yeah, yeah. Because I'm dying to see that movie right. on the big screen. If well, you, I'll wait to watch it. Well, if you're in town... The day after my birthday, actually. If you need your hand, if you need your hand held into more (laughs) provocative cinema, then I would think that the that the documentary is the best entree to this director because it sets him up nice, shows the progression of the career up until that point. Rather than diving straight into Holy Mountain. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that if you're on the fence, yeah, and and, and but don't be on the fence because we're telling you, yeah, I, watch but, this guy's but, shit. Yeah, I think if you're on the fence and you need, but the documentary is and good. You need for, a buffer yeah. to get you to get you to Holy Mountain. Like I feel like watching Yodorowsky's Dune, and 
being introduced to him that way yeah. will convince you sure. that he is an auteur Worth, and that know. his films have this thing. And then once you, and then no, maybe, it, maybe that'll help you it's a fantastic go along for the ride. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're but, a film fan and a film history fan, I loved the 67 to 73 like 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 the way that the documentary era. is made, yeah. and then the use of the visuals from that storyboard and how they were made. Yeah. This is just a solid documentary about yeah, a, a very a interesting topic. All right. Yeah, I, I, it's it's hard to say with his stuff <laughs> what's the best way to get into it. I feel like if I'm on you, a spiritual you, journey here. If you love Avengers, you'll love Holy Mountain. Yes, <laughs> that's true. That's the title. All Marvel movie. fans. <laughs> The Avengers oh, Holy man. Mountain. He will be doing well, that's Doctor a, Strange. Actually, they did show that one uh, the still from the storyboard book where uh, you, you can see an early Thanos rendering with with the full Infinity Gauntlet. Sure. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, that it he captured that back then right. is... Yeah, he... Surprised he's not he a lawsuit. The Dune book has the entire Infinity Saga. Like yes, it's <laughs> before everybody took from him. Before and most of Fast and Furious. Written. Yeah, the whole Fast Saga too. <laughs> All of it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> the ones that haven't even come out yet. Well, uh, we've definitely blown a lot of smoke up Yodorowsky's ass here. Uh, what, what are, are we, we blowing smoke? What up, kind uh, of smoke are we blowing up the uh, ass of Noises Brewing? End <laughs> over Noises. I'm, here it comes. Honestly, I will blow all the smoke because I think they nailed it. I think this is a deliciously drinkable peanut butter stout, not over-the-top cloying like some of those big boy pastry stouts can be the body is actually a little like i would almost say too thin but yeah. it's right there it just gets to the point where It'll i need there. it which means i can throw it back i think i at least had yeah. eight or nine ounces how strong myself did you on say that, that was eight percent there are they are dangerous yeah. by making it that big because to somebody who to punks they would look oh, at that and be point. like i'm gonna Drink that motherfucker in like that's, five minutes. Yeah. So that's dangerous, but great. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it, <laughs> it, it is. It it's is good. a little too thin. Uh, uh, the mouthfeel of it. it is you a little feel like too it's thin. too thin? Yeah, I do. But, I, right. but 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 it, it could be heftier, but it's not. Well, jo- bad. Josh, is, uh, Josh, <laughs> I'm doing what Joe does to yeah. Joe. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. All right, Joe is a hashtag thick boy. I yeah. mean, that's what he, he <laughs> three C's. Yeah, three C's. Three C's. Uh, I, Many different people find me that way. <laughs> I am, pursuing different things. I'm right in between the two opinions. I don't think that it's too thin. Like I still find it enjoyable. Oh, and I didn't it's got, say it, like yeah. a good amount of peanut butter and chocolate mm-hmm. coming your way. Uh-huh. But I, I, I would like it to be thicker. I don't think that it suffers from not being as thick as I would like mm-hmm. it to be. But yeah, if, you, I just if, like you, it because if you asked me for my preference, if you were boiling this and said, "How thick do you want it?" I would say thicker than this. I can see. see I can drink how more thick do than you four want ounces the name of, of this and feel okay. <laughs> <laughs> to me, with once you get much much heavier than this, more than four ounces, it's too much. Yeah, and it tends to get sweeter too. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. So. Well, if you're I serving me like a it. peanut butter stout, I expect it to be a little bit thicker than that. However, <laughs> how sweet can we get this hard coffee sweet? Can we boil it along <laughs> to get it hard coffee sweet? I, I will tell you, and I think that maybe the listeners that don't live here will appreciate what I'm about to say, is that the city we live in, our breweries have put out in the last few months some really fucking great beers yeah and this is one of them and i'm glad to see Nuasis moving in a direction away from where i thought that they would be at this point yeah that they're trying some stouts or trying some adjuncts is the right way to go yeah because the local beer community is excited about this the fluffer nutter over at b and j's and that's about as local as we need to get yeah for sure um good job Nuasis. thank you have you 
watched any of Yodorowsky's filmography. Uh, what do you think about it? Do you uh, lament that we don't live in the world where Dune came out and changed the landscape of cinema forever, even though it still did anyway? Uh, let us know. You can find us on all social media channels, on Twitter at Beer Movie Show, Instagram at Beer in a Movie, and Facebook.com slash Beer in a Movie TX. As always, beerandmoviepodcast.com is our home base. You can find a link to listen to this episode and all of our previous episodes absolutely free. Uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribing helps you stay up to date on when we drop new episodes and rate and review us. That helps us out a great deal. We know you're going to give us that five-star rating, but please leave a written review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of in the future. It helps us in uh, programming new episodes and what have you. Um, uh for the second time thanks for coming yeah talking thank uh, you all this is exciting i'm, I'm glad that we've film. had josh back and i feel like i know already that we're gonna have josh back again in the future well there's been many a times i think i've stopped multiple of y'all just to talk about movies absolutely yeah. so i'm glad to do it now on the show well again. and and i Definitely. and i'm serious i think we're gonna follow through on this idea having a midnight screening of uh of El Topo or Holy Mountain here in the near future. Yeah. So yeah. stay tuned. We'll, we'll make double, this happen. A double feature would be pretty sick. Yeah. Or at the very least, come out to Santa Sangre. When yeah. You, when yeah. You, yeah. 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 I think March 24th. I, I think this will be out before then. Oh, so. easily. Yeah. 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 Um, definitely. We'll, we will see you there That's at that right. one because I think all four of us will be in attendance. Yes. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, until next time. Goodbye, Holy Mountain. And please real. So I fucked it up. I fu- Will you please edit this part, vote. please? Please so, vote. Okay, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. No, oh, God. Not, wait, when is the, when is <laughs> I think, the primary? I think, I'm I think, I, vote now. I, think, I think this will be out before, or after I was going to say, 3rd. I think we're going to be, we'll be after that. It'll be after that. It It'll be after that. It okay, soon. ready? Shit's too long. Until Good. next time. Goodbye, Holy Mountain. Real life awaits us. Yeah.